This NFL Week 9 Player Props edition of the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by PricePix. Go to pricepix.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. Roster brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for player props, parlays, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And plus, the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. To celebrate, we're giving away a MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all the details. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, November the 3rd, currently 2.38 on the East Coast, here to get into our NFL Week 9 player props. And joining me here to help me break it all down, you guys know him as a voice, of course, on the NBA PropCast with me. It's Chris B. Cabin. Chris, what's going on, my man? How are you doing this Friday afternoon? What's going on, you know, tons of sports, uh, you know, like you said, we're back second time today, uh, discussed the NBA earlier, and we got a lot to talk about in week nine of the NFL, so I'm extremely, extremely excited to break it down with you, man. Let's jump right into it, you know. Yeah, man, just right at the uh, halfway point, I guess we can say, of the uh, regular season already, man. This is crazy already. Uh, we'll be about halfway through the uh, NFL season after this week is over. Fortunately, Rod could not join us this afternoon. He's a very busy man, but he'll be back with us next week. So shout out to Rod. Uh, but uh, Chris, I'll be honest, man, not a good night for me on Thursday night football. Got reverse swept, and man, it was really frustrating because he got off to a really good start for me. Tajay Spears had the had a uh, his first catch for eight yards, and if I told you he had four receptions on the night, uh, you would have probably thought he went over his uh, receiving prop of fifteen and a half. Well, he ended the game with four receptions and four yards, so that was really frustrating for me. Uh, Connor Hayward, the tight end for the Steelers, had uh, did have two catches but it only resulted in 16 yards. And then my last player prop was longest completion for Kenny, uh, Kenny Pickett. He only finished up with a long completion of 32. So felt short by three yards there, but um, did hit Derrick Henry on his anytime touchdown score prop there. I think we'd like Deontay Johnson to find the end zone as well, if I'm not mistaken, but, not a great night for me as far as Thursday night football player props win. Um, the touchdown scores salvaged a little bit of it, but how did Thursday night football turn out for you? Man, you we always talk about transparency. You know, it was not a great night for me as well. Um, probably last time I ever bet on uh, Pickett to go, <laughs> I mean, not Pickett, Pickens uh, to go over on his uh, passing yards. The, the opportunity set up for, you know, a great, a great night for him. But um, I, I don't think that he... I think I checked it early. He didn't go over, did he, you know? Let me was this? I'm sorry. Double check real quick. The number was uh, the number on. Yeah, Pickett. Yeah, I, th- I thought I, I looked at it last night too. Pickett only had 160 past yards. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that, yeah, that was a frustrating defense. part. Yeah, that was extremely frustrating. So, of course, I went as the double whammy for me because I was on Pickett and Pickens. Um, and of course, like you said, it was uh, it was Deontay Johnson who ended up with the receiving yard. So, um, Pickett. Didn't cash. I was on his over 52 and a half uh, receiving. Uh, I'm sorry. Pickens didn't cash. I was on over 
I needed 209 yards from him. I just said he finished with 160, even against a Tennessee defense that has struggled all year against the pass. And then Pickens yeah. also didn't come through. I had him at 52 and a half receiving yards, you know, and um, he finished with uh, one less than we had. So, so me and you, we came <laughs> from my couch and uh, we had zero and he finished with negative one. Um, on five targets. So, uh, yeah, I can't get too much worse than that. I did hit Derrick Henry over his 12 and a half receiving yards. I saw he had a couple catches early in that game, which was good. And we we expected a kind of deacon dunk. So, um, yeah, not a good night at all, but definitely looking to get it back. And we know it's a long season. We we, we have – I think I swept the board last Thursday. And then, of course, yeah. this week I get one. We had a low total. So, yeah, man, got to start looking towards a lot more unders in, in games, uh, you know, where we only have a total of 36 points. Yeah, uh, I think that was the case in point last night worth a total of 36. But, um, I mean, look, it was it, there, some of it was just right there for us on our, our player, player props. But uh, living, we learn. Uh, we'll move on and try to carry that momentum into um, uh, the week nine player props. But nonetheless, the Steelers do get the job done. They get the victory last night, 20 to 16 over the uh, Tennessee Titans. The game was a three point uh, uh, spread. In favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers, they do cover it by one point. Get like I mentioned, the twenty to sixteen victory in a last minute drive uh, by Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. But uh, much needed victory for them because we had to, did discuss that that AFC North division. All four teams right now are um, as it stands currently before Week Eight have a winning record uh, in that division. So every game is going to matter for all these teams and some big games coming up for uh, some of these opponents in the AFC North where the uh, Seahawks are visiting the uh, Baltimore, uh, Baltimore Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and um, the uh, Cleveland Browns uh, go up against the Arizona Cardinals. And then the Bengals have a big night, uh, big game Sunday night uh, against the Buffalo Bills. So that will be definitely exciting to watch if you're a Bills and a Bengals fan or even a casual football fan. Um on Sunday night, but Chris, let's dive into our player props here, man. Uh, hopefully we can get it, uh, get the sour taste out of our mouth from Thursday night football and pick up some victories and some wins on our prop bets for week nine. So why don't you lead us off? Let's do them, you know, so let's start the quarterback position. <laughs> this was a, I started trade news come out, you know, and I was like, yep, I'm on the over there. So, and I love that I get in a, a super buy low spot. So of course, um, for people who don't know, maybe everybody wasn't extremely tuned in. Um, the commanders did trade away their two, uh, you know, defensive, uh, two of their, uh, defensive ends that forced the pressure that you get on the quarterback. So we're going straight to, to, to that game. And I'm looking at Mac Jones to go over his passing yards. I, I know it's not the sexiest play. <laughs> I know people probably are, are, uh, you know, like out of all the quarterbacks is the guy you're going with Chris. That absolutely is. The number is extremely low, 218 and a half passing yards. You can get the number on bet three, six, five, no juice just minus 110. Um, and it's for a couple of different reasons. Like I said, first of all, in eight weeks, you look at the commanders, they, this team is, we're not good against the pass. I'm a commanders fan. We're not good against the pass at all. We've actually allowed seven of the eight quarterbacks that we face to go over this number uh, and throw for at least 219 yards. That's 87.5%. If you want a little bit more, like I talked about, the trade that was actually getting pressure on the quarterback um, the trades that, that were getting pressure on the quarterback are, you know, they 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 salvage. I think it's the kind of throwaway for us now at this point, you know. So I'm yeah. a little salty about that, and, and I want to bet against my commanders um, just because they they did that. Montez Sweat was somebody who, um, you know, definitely put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Chase Young, same exact way, led the team in sacks, and now both of those guys are gone. 
you also just look at Mac Jones, going back to Mac Jones just a step bit. He's been shaky. I think we could all kind of agree on that, you know. Mm-hmm. But three out of four home games, he's actually over this number on the season. The commanders are allowing 256 back to their defense, 256 passing yards a game. Last three games, giving up 287 through the air. Uh, expect Mac Jones to look like a pro bowler this week, you know, as he as he shreds this uh, Washington Commanders defense that was already bad against the pass, but now you have no chance of putting pressure on the quarterback. So yeah, give me give me Mac Jones to go over his 218 and a half passing yards, you know. I mean, also take a look at some of the opponents that the uh, Patriots have faced this season. I mean, it, they had Eagles, the Dolphins already twice. They played the Bills. They beat the Bills, uh, the Cowboys. Um, they beat the Jets. Um, so they've they've had some opponents in there where, I mean, it was a tough uphill climb if your offense wasn't you know going to get going. But Mac Jones, I think you're right that this might this is definitely a buy low spot. And I think we've talked a lot about this commander secondary of how bad it's been thus far this season. I know a couple of times I've mentioned taking the opposing quarterbacks to go over their longest completion against this commander's defense. And, you know, that has cashed more times than not thus far this season. But I think this might be an opportunity for Mac Jones. I know they're down Kendrick Bourne, their top uh, number one wide receiver in this game. But I think this gives an opportunity for guys like, you know, John Smith to step up for, I'm sorry, uh, their, their tight ends in um, uh, for, for the, uh, for the new England Patriots here. Uh, with Hunter Henry, uh, one of the guys there at the tight end position, and and you know, it, it's it's been a tough uphill climb for this Patriots team, like I mentioned. But again, you have an opportunity for, like you mentioned, what what kind of transpired with this Commanders team this off season, or sorry, the, earlier this week and the trades that they made. That I'm not sure if there's something in the locker room that was going on. I mean, maybe you have more information on that, or maybe it was just they're throwing in the flag or whatever the case might be, but. It was expiring contracts as well. You know, I don't think they were yeah. going to be able to bring both of those guys back. Um, and, yeah. you know, when, when you have the opportunity to potentially contend and, you you know, you built your defense throughout the draft, yeah. there's only a short window because of contracts. You're not going to be able to pay everybody. And I think that yeah. that really what it come, came down to. So they, they figured they'd get something in return, which is literally nothing because we got a third-round pick. You're not going to find anybody in the third round that's as good as – that's Chase Young. And yeah. uh, what we got for for uh, Montez Sweat was just, you know, a Diet Coke and a, a bag of Doritos as well. The 25 cent bag. So, yeah, not not what you should have got back in return. But I'll get off my I'll get off my ramp, you know. And exactly what the Texans got when they traded DeAndre Hopkins uh, to the Arizona uh, Arizona Cardinals. So I, I feel your pain, my man. Um, all right. For my first player, prop, I'm going to go over to the game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks visiting the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and I'm looking at Lamar Jackson's rushing yards in this game, and this number is consensus at 42 and a half right now. Um, and you take a look at the running backs, or sorry, the quarterbacks that the um, Seahawks have faced this season, and guys and and quarterbacks that have that scrambling ability, right? So those players or those quarterbacks that the Seahawks have faced have been uh, Mr. Daniel Jones, a guy that we know that can scramble with the football. Um, Josh Dobbs this season has been a revelation at that running, um, a running quarterback, uh, and, uh, racking up r- uh, rushing yards on the ground as far as a quarterback position goes. But it seems like this is a buy low spot based on this number for, uh, Lamar Jackson. So, um, those two court, the quarterbacks that I did mention there, Daniel Jones, 10, uh, rushing attempts for 66 yards against the Seahawks back in week four. Week seven, Josh Dobbs, seven uh, carries for 43 yards. And even last week, P.J. Walker, traditionally, at least thus far in the season at the NFL level, doesn't really utilize his legs. But even last week, he got off six attempts for 27 rushing yards. And 
I know Lamar Jackson, the rushing numbers haven't been there for him this season. Uh, but you take a look at when he does scramble with the football, he's definitely going to get over this number, right? And I think that not going over this, uh, only going over this projection four games, I think this is a very buy low spot here for Lamar Jackson going up against this uh, Seattle Seahawks defense. So at 42 and a half, I think he, he can definitely get over this number. And in the games that he has gotten over this number of 42 and a half, I mean, he's gone. Uh, let's see here, 13 for 62 against the Tennessee Titans, 6 for 45 against the Steelers, 14 for 101 against the Indianapolis Colts, and then 12 for 54 against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, he got close to it against the Texans in week one, six attempts for 38 yards. So I'm seeing a pattern here that if, if Lamar Jackson scrambles five to seven times in this game against the Seahawks, I think he gets over this number of 42 and a half rushing yards. So by low spot here for me, Lamar Jackson over 42 and a half rushing yards here, uh, Chris. Yeah, I think I think when you when I when I think about you know when I think about the script for this game, it tells me that uh, Baltimore is going to run the ball. I mean, they they typically do, right? You look at Baltimore; they're always you know under Harbaugh, they're going to be a rushing team and they're going to lead the league pretty much or or be close in in attempts, right? You look at them right now; they're rushing the ball thirty two point four times per game, which is the second most, like I said, right? But you also you take a look at Seattle's defense, you know, and we we talked about this before. Their rush defense specifically, they're only giving up 3.6 yards a carry, which is number three. So if you follow me so far, what, what I'm thinking is that Seattle will slow down Baltimore's rushing attack, put Lamar Jackson in more pass attempts, and their pass defense hasn't been too bad, which will mean mm-hmm. that he'll have more scrambling opportunities, right? Because you're taking away what Baltimore likes to do. They are a very, very balanced team that does like to run the ball just a tad bit more than they like to pass it. But if Lamar Jackson put in that position, you know, he's definitely going to be able to, uh, you know, scramble out of that and, and pick up these rushing yards. Yeah, and uh, this is only obviously a second career game against the Seattle Seahawks, just because they are in different, uh, div- uh, sorry, conferences here. But um, I, I don't know worth mentioning or not. But in this only game against the Seahawks uh, back in 2019, 14 attempts for 116 yards on the ground for Lamar Jackson he did pinch it in for a touchdown as well. All right, Chris, before we continue the conversation here on our player props for NFL Week 9, uh, let me tell everyone about prize picks. Uh, so the, with prize picks, the thing I love about it is that they um, they have pick combo projections across football and basketball. And if you go to their app and you look for that specials league, a league has been specifically created for combo projections. So what do I mean by combo projections here, Chris? Basketball season's underway, football season's underway. So if we want to talk about LeBron James, we want to talk about Mr. Taylor, uh, uh, I was going to say Mr. Taylor Swift. What is Mr. Taylor Swift? Uh, Mr. Travis Kelsey. We want to take a look at his combo of these two guys on three-pointers made and receptions. You can do that over on Prize Picks. And if you also want to play along some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill, you can now find also the community plays under the promo tabs of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Price Picks community each week. Price Pick even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play. Even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games, if you have a player that exits in the first half because of an injury and it doesn't return in the second half, Price Picks has a player uh, has that player rebooted. Meaning that PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform for in- insurance on uh, injury policy for those players. 
Uh, we'll talk more about our price pick entries at the end of this episode, so stay uh, tuned for that. But how do we take advantage of this? Well, go to pricepicks.com slash SGPN and make sure to use that code SGPN for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, that's pricepicks.com using promo code SGPN. Price picks, fantasy sports made easy. And also, the MMA Gambling Podcast has launched their very own YouTube channel. Uh, to support and uh, to celebrate this launch, we are looking at giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie uh, for their launch. To celebrate, again, giving away that MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. So all the details to get that free hoodie, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie. And again, make sure to subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast uh, YouTube channel. All right, Chris, let's get over to our next player props here for the Sunday games. Uh, what do you got next for the people? So we're going to go early morning. Maybe you wake up to this one, depending on how long you you, you sleep for. We got to look at Tyreek in this spot. Oh, know, I haven't bet him this year. <laughs> I've not yeah, bet him this year, too. but I, I love him. I love him in this spot. Um, you know, definitely shop around, get the best number. to pick, Figure out, you know, where, where you want to take the odds on this one. As well, because the number does it's, it's a tad bit inflated. I, I see it as low as 90, 90 and a half on Bet Rivers at minus one thirteen. So I don't mind paying that juice, but you can get some ninety ones, ninety twos as well. Uh, narrative play, of course, which I'm pretty sure you'll mention as well. You know, the the he's come out right. He's talked about it right. <laughs> we we have uh, the quote. It doesn't really matter where we play at. Tyreek says. I mean, obviously, it would be great to play in Kansas City, but it doesn't really matter where we play at. You feel me? They're going to get this work wherever. And I am a firm believer in that as well. I mean, you look at Tyreek, uh, five for eight to this number over this season. Um, of course, he's playing against Kansas City first time since he since he left them as well. Double-digit target in three straight games, you know. And I think you would think that Tua Tugavaloa will be looking his way a little bit more versus the old team as well. Um, and and you just go in and look at you look at his his his, his target, you know, 87 which is the third most in the league, uh, you know, just behind Puka Nakua and uh, Stefan Diggs. I mean, I, I can't I can't find a reason not to think that Tyreek doesn't get 100 yards. And I know that the Chiefs defense has really been good. I think that they've been better than advertised. Mm-hmm. Only Christian Kirk and, and Josh Palmer have actually uh, cleared the, the 91 receiving yards this season. But Tyreek's a tad bit different. And I do think that, uh, you know, he goes over this number. 100-yard week receiving for Tyreek incoming. Give me the over 90 and a half, you know. Yeah, I think that it's 90 and a half. It's, um, I don't say it's a bad number or a stale number, but when you're looking at 90, you might as well just ladder this up to 100 because that's been the number for Tyree Kill. And again, everything that you mentioned, I'm not going to regurgitate everything, but you know, the thing that stuck out to me is what we said about you know what you quoted there about Tyree Kill, right? And I think that I do expect this game to be one of those games where it's going to be uh, um, a higher scoring game, right? The total isn't indicative of that right now. Currently sitting around 50 and a half to 51 and a half, but he's on pace for a 2,000 receiving yard uh, season. He said that at the beginning of the season. He's had at least 91 receiving yards in five of the eight games he's played so far this season. Like I mentioned, all five of those games. There's there hasn't been a game where he's between 90 and 99. It's been 100 plus receiving yards in those games. So I think this is a good ladder opportunity. Um, and again, for all the motivation in the world, going up against your former team. Um, and if Tyreek Hill says something, he's gonna do and he's gonna put it in this work and and put that secondary to work. 
I 100% believe him. And I think that game plan this week will definitely be uh, trying to slow him down for the Kansas City Chiefs. But I also think that on the other side, Mike McDaniel and uh, Tua Tungabailoa and you know Tyree Kill will have those plays um, in store for uh, for him to have a big game in this uh, in this game in Germany. Uh, against his former team so right there with you Tyreek Hill over 90 and a half receiving yards here Chris so grad uh, we're on agreement about that so we can move on to our next player prop here lead us off let's do it you know keep going um we got another big game NFC East uh juggernaut type game we got the Dallas Cowboys traveling traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles uh Dallas will be outside not in that comfortable billion dollar dome that they have and uh, I'm a big believer, you know, you know, I try to find me at least one under a week this week. We're going to the guy I took the over on last week before Dak Prescott looked like he was going to the Hall of Fame and was just, you know, chugging that thing all over, the, slinging that thing all across the field. Uh, I'm looking at Tony Pollard to go under his rushing yards. The number is 53 and a half, uh, not juice, minus 110 on bet 365. And um, I, I, I talk about this weekly, right, whether it's, the, uh, you know, uh, back in that Jacksonville Jaguars defense, which I really, really love. This Philadelphia Eagles um, rush defense is elite as well. Really, really good. We know that they've been struggling. They can struggle against the pass as well. Uh, but going through the numbers, only two running backs. They faced 20 running backs this season when you think about uh, starting running backs and backups and, you know, everybody in between. They faced only two running backs have actually rushed for more than 50 yards against this team. Brian Robinson being one of them, and it took him two chances to do that. Uh, you look at Pollard, he's actually likely to see, I would think that he would see less rush attempts here especially being on the road um, against this Eagles strong, strong rush defense. I talked about it, but just to put some numbers behind it, uh, teams are, are rushing the ball just 17.4 times per game, you know, which is actually the yeah. least amount in the league against this Philadelphia Eagles defense. You go back and just look at Tony Pollard on the opposite side. He only has three games of 54 rushing yards this season so far. Uh, and two of them actually came in week one and week two when he got to play against some pretty weak defenses in the Giants. And uh, we know how, if you're going to attack the Jets, you typically want to do it through, through the, on the ground as well. Um, so I think, you know, he I think he he definitely stays under the number uh, career wise. He he has had a reduced role, of course, because, of course, this is his first year being the lead, the feature back because they had Zeke, you know, Zeke Elliott being there. But if you just go back and look at his numbers against the Eagles for his career in seven games, he's only gone over this number one time. He's averaging yeah. just 3.6 yards per carry as well. So I like the Eagles to take this game extremely serious because it's going to be a divisional game. They'll be at home as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not a believer in in making Dak Prescott uh, – in, in Prescott actually beating beating uh, teams on the road. And I think that the Eagles probably understand that philosophy for the game and the game script. So they make, they make Dak Prescott beat them, which is what we saw – uh, when they played the 49ers in San Francisco as well. So give me Tony Pollard um, and give me this Eagles defense to stop the run and make Dak Prescott beat him. Tony Pollard under his 53 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, I love it, man. I know I, I again, we've, I think we've mentioned this in several weeks. I know you've been on the Tony Pollard under train, um, you know, when we've done our player props for this season. And I think this just goes by game for everything that you mentioned that how well this Eagles rush defense has done uh, this season. And only two guys have gotten over this number um through about what seven or eight weeks here against this uh eagles front seven so and we know the weakness of this uh eagles team is that secondary where you know if you look at the numbers of dak prescott against the eagles he's had success throwing the football against them um in his career uh, i mean you take a look at his last three games uh for dak prescott he's had at least three touchdown passes in each of the last three games against the eagles which kind of just tells me that 
if this offense is smart for the Dallas Cowboys and their and their coaches that they're going to throw the football and probably ignore Tony Pollard at least running the football here. He may be involved in the passing game here for the um, for the Dallas Cowboys against the Eagles defense, but I don't think that he's going to have a lot of success running the football here uh, against his Eagles uh, rush defense. So I, I could not talk you off of it. They are. Uh, for a reason, one of the best, if not the best, rush defense in the entire National Football League this season. So um, this is going to be another game where I feel like it's going to be a lower-scoring game where yardage may be hard to come by in this game uh, for both teams. But, um, yeah, expect a a, a slow day here for uh, Tony Pollard, at least rushing the football for the Dallas Cowboys. All right, uh, Chris, before I get over to my next player prop, uh, let me tell everyone about Hall of Fame bets Went bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for player props, game lines, and parlays. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, Chris, let me get over to my next player prop, and I'm going to go over to the game um, between the... I don't know which one I want to say for my best, but because I really like both of these. You know what? Let's go... Let's go with the guy that I've talked a lot about on the pod here, and I'll save one of those uh, as my best bets. Um, Rashad White, I'll switch it up here. I like his over on his receiving yards in this game. And if you take a look at what the Texans defense is giving up to the running back position through the air, I'll put this, uh, I'll put the numbers out here for you. So since week three, the running back, um, either as a collective group, have gone over this projection of 27 and a half receiving yards or individual running backs have gone over this projection. So, Travis Etienne in that game, the Texans won in Jacksonville. In that game, Travis Etienne had 50 receiving yards. Najee Harris, 32 receiving yards against his Texans team. Falcons as a running back group. When we talk about guys like Bijan Robinson, uh, Tyler Algier, they had 47 uh, rush, uh, sorry, receiving yards against his Texans. Alvin Kamara, 36 receiving yards. Last week, the Panthers as a collective group. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, and then I, I forgot the name of the other uh, running back that they had. Each of those guys had 26 receiving yards against this Texans um, pass defense, at least against the running back position. They come on for 52. Um, look, you took a look at Rashad White. He's had a total of 23 targets this season, 22 receptions off of those 23 targets. He's gone over this projection in each of the last two weeks for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, I think number one that I think this trend is going to continue of the Texans running backs, giving up this receiving yards to their running back position. But also um, I think for Baker Mayfield and his offense that they're starting to rely on the running backs as well to maybe get Baker Mayfield out of those um, times where he is getting pressured and just dump it down to a guy like Rashad white, because he's been able to, uh, at least over the last two weeks, make something out of nothing and, and get those receptions on those targets as he received excuse me, from Baker Mayfield. So, again, I think we'll look at this next week, Chris, that if he does get over this number, I would not be surprised that next week we're looking at this prop, that this may be bumped up to around 30 and a half, maybe more than that. So, uh, maybe another 
prop that the market has not caught up on. Rashad White, I believe last week I was on this as well. 27, or I think either you or Rod were on this as well, and I played this as well. But Rashad White, over 27 and a half receiving yards here against the Texans here this week here, Chris. Yeah, you mentioned him, you know, if I think this is uh, just something that the books haven't really caught up with yet. And you do want to you do want to protect uh, Baker as much as you possibly can here. Uh, this I mean, he sailed over this number in the last two weeks and the matchup just kind of jumps out at you, you know, 70 and 65 in the last two weeks against, uh, you know, much better pass catching uh, defenses. So I can only look towards the over in this spot as well. Uh, looks like Baker is, you know, really relying upon him a lot when we think about running backs who finish with six plus receiving uh, six plus receptions and the name is in, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara. <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. Um, all right, Chris. So that's three player props each. Uh, we have a best bet left, and then we'll also do our touchdown score uh, prop bets here. So let's do our touchdown uh, scores here for this week, uh, and then we will uh, do our best bets to wrap up this episode here. So let's get to our touchdown scores. Uh, I think you and I may just agree on Tyree Kill this week to find the end zone, but I think he <laughs> absolutely. I think he's at a minus price, if I'm not mistaken. Here, Chris, minus one fifteen. You know, is what I saw. Yeah, minus one fifteen. All right. Let's get spicy with it. Let's just take it up to. I mean, I'm gonna put. It, I'm gonna get on the minus one fifteen, uh, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna find. Uh, put faith in him to find the end zone twice. That's at five to one right now, uh, for him to find the end zone twice. Again, you read the quotes off. You and I both agree about his receiving yards to go over. Won't be surprised if he's able to break the top off of this Chiefs defense, who has been pretty good this season. But I think this is an opportunity for Tyree Kill to have a, have a a monster game out there in Germany early. So I think a lot of people will be up for this game. Two six and two teams in the AFC. Tyree Kill, the narrative is there going up against his former team. We'll we'll get down on him for any time touchdown at minus, and I'm gonna uh, uh, go up to two plus touchdowns at five to one here, Chris. What else do you think about? Nice. What do you think about this? What else you got? I got so I love I love the Tyreek Hill double. I mean, I need to see backflip, front flips, cartwheels, all of that this, this week in the end zone. Um, you know, so I like the Tyreek Hill look for sure, of course. Um, I also like Mark Andrews. I think Mark Andrews sees the ah. end zone just because both yes. you got Mark Andrews as well. I do. Uh, Mark Andrews, I like him a lot. Just because I think uh I think you know, Seattle, you want to attack them through the air. We just talked about how good their rush defense is. And uh, I think we I think he I think we see Lamar attack through the through the middle of the field. And I think that's where yeah. Uh, you, you'll see the biggest, uh, the biggest different differential between uh, Seattle's, uh, you know, pass defense to the, against their rush defense. So I really like Mark Andrews to get in the end zone. I think he's, you know, a tad bit slept on. I know I talked about him doing a preview show at the beginning of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. Rashad White, um, you know, I know you just mentioned it, but the, 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 your Texans are giving up uh, a, a touchdown on the on the ground per per week, which is uh, 26th in the league. So I like I like him to be able to touch the end zone. And then last but not least. Uh, Kyle Pitts. I like Pitts a lot this week, you know, just because he finally gets a competent quarterback. I mean, you know, Tyler Hennigke's not going to bl- blow you away at all, but I do think that he's going to, you know, look for his tight end. I know him being in Washington was, uh, you know, a time where he really utilized the tight end. And for, for Kyle Pitts, it has to be a relief. I mean, we're talking about a tight end who uh, we all thought had, you know, the potential to be pretty elite in this league. And uh, for, unfortunately for him, he's been with a, you know, pretty incompetent quarterback throughout um, and uh, I think it's pretty telling that uh, that uh, Desmond Ritter is 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 healthy, but they're they're not going to start him because Atlanta has been able to muster up some wins, and um, they're they're you know looking to go with Taylor Heineke. So um, I like I like Heineke a lot this week, and I do think that he finds Pitts. Uh, Pitts is due for some positive regression, you know, if new tight end at the crib this week. I like uh, I like I like Cal Pitts to score this week as well. 
Uh, yeah, I, I I can't argue against that. Again, I think it's it's been the na- it's been the year of tight ends uh, for sure. Uh, at least uh, on uh, not only our show here, the propcast, but also I know the guys uh, with Sean and Ryan. They've talked a lot about tight ends as well. So, uh, one more I'll throw at you here, Chris, before we get over to best bets. Um, uh, Pokenakua just popped up on the injury report. He's listed officially as questionable. Uh, so if you are watching live or you can get to this, I think Cooper Cup obviously is going to be that guy. I know Matthew Stafford is also questionable for this game, but if Pokenakua is not able to go, I see a plus 165 right now for Cooper Cup to find the end zone. I know they're going to be in Lambeau Field uh, in Green Bay this week going up against the uh, Green Bay Packers. But um, I think even if it is Stafford or if it's their backup uh, quarterback, uh, I think this is a good spot here for Cooper Cup uh, to get loose and, and find the insult. So anytime you're giving me a plus 165, anything north of plus 150 uh, for Cooper Cup, I'm definitely going to get behind that, especially with how great Pokenakua has been this season for the Rams, who just popped up questionable uh, on the uh, injury report for the Rams. So I'll take Cooper Cup to find the end zone plus 165. Uh, anyone else, Chris, um, for touchdown scores? Nah, I think I think – I think the ones that I gave out, I, like I said, I really like Rashad White to be able to get in Cal Pitts, Mark Andrews, and of course we both agree on Tyreek Hill. Uh, I'm yeah. also going. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you on uh, on um, on uh, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. I don't know why I can't think of his name. He's on my fantasy team, so that'd be a double double win for me. There you go. Um, I, I need him this week a lot. And uh, Green Bay defense just hasn't been been great at all. Like I, I thought it would have been a, a you know a tad bit better. Uh, and they got him. They absolutely got embarrassed. So I do expect them to bounce back. Uh, we know that the Cowboys put up pretty much 150 points in the first half and kept scoring in the second half as well. So I do think they'll dominate the time of possession uh, and and they get a favorable matchup against Jordan Love. So uh, we should see a bunch of uh, the Rams offense being on the field and, you know, taking advantage of um, of a secondary. that's not too bad, but we know Cooper Cup is pretty yeah. elite wide receiver. So I oh, yeah. really like him a lot this week, you know. I'll throw one more out there just because I think it's a little bit of a change of a scenery with the head coaching change and maybe a different game plan coming in. And and maybe this might be the week we're waiting for the Devontae Adams breakout game. But Devontae Adams is listed at uh, plus 165 against the Giants. Uh, they're hosting the Giants in uh, Vegas there. Um, I think this might just be the game. And I saw the press conference with Devontae. To Adams and saying that he's ready to run through a wall for Antonio Pierce now being the head coach. And I mean, he did mention nothing to take away from what Josh McDaniels was able to do. But I think when you have a coach that is a former player, uh, and I think that really, you know, um, resonates with the team, I think that this might be a big week. And I think that they'll definitely draw up a plan here for Devontae Adams uh, to be heavily involved and maybe Aiden O'Connell is able to really uh, not uh, miss a wide open Devonta Adams twice uh, like he did last season did or last week did Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think Devonta Adams at plus 155. My fantasy team could definitely use that as well. Uh, all right, uh, Chris, let's wrap it up with uh, best bets here for uh, the prop cast for our NFL Week 9 player props. Give me your best bet. What do you got? Man, it, I really fell in love with all of the ones that I played, but I think we got to go Tyree. You know, I, like I love it because it's early in the morning. <laughs> I love yeah. I love it because we get the discount. It felt like I thought this line would be, you know, 94 and a half, 95 and a half. But like you said, maybe even maybe you skip over the 90 and a half and you just put them at 100 so you can get you some yeah. plus money. It's probably, probably not a lot, but I, I do like that number a lot for Tyree. Already talked about the narrative. They're going to get this work. And that means, you know, if we're going to get this paper because we're going to cash on Tyree Kill this week. 
to get 100 plus receiving yards. But, you know, wherever you want to take the number at, uh, I think I think, you know, I think it's really that simple. So give me Tyree Kill, uh, you know, 100 yards receiving over 90 and a half. If you want to play it safe, bet both if you want and, you know, distribute your units appropriately. Um, but, yeah, give me Tyree best bet uh, over receiving yards. 90 plus, obviously, uh, the 90 and a half is at minus 110, minus 115 at, at most uh, books consensus. Uh, 100 plus on DraftKings right now, plus 120. 110 is at plus 165. 120 plus is at plus 235. So, um, yeah, again, I think the books are always expecting a big day from Tyree Kilgore against his former team uh, in Germany there. Um, for my best bet, I'm going to go with a guy I've talked a lot about on this uh, podcast and Dude is just continues the ball out. Adam Thielen over 70 and a half receiving yards. And if you're listening to this early, um, and if you're watching live, Fandle right now has this at 65 and a half, where everybody else has it at 70 and a half. So if you have access to Fandle, get over there and bet it right now before that number moves. It's at 65 and a half. But since consensus right now is at 70 and a half, I'll give it out at 70 and a half. And it's just, again, we talked about the targets for a lot of the receivers uh, throughout this season. We've talked about on the propcast here, Chris. So Thielen continues to be that number one wide receiver for this Panthers offense and the output he's putting out this season. So Thielen by far leads the Panthers in targets with 70. I think it's 70, yeah, 70 this season. The next closest guy, a receiver or a tight end, doesn't even have half of what uh, Adam Thielen has as far as targets. Uh, and that kind of tells you where Bryce Young and Adam Thielen are at. So additionally, Adam Thielen has gone over this projection of 70 and a half in five straight games for the Panthers. And he's been in double digit targets in four of the last five weeks. So I think for me, if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. Adam Thielen over 70 and a half receiving yards. And again, like I mentioned, that's 65 now. So go bet it. Um, but again, I'll give it out a consensus number at most at most books right now. It is at 70 and a half for Adam Thielen. So best bet for me here, Chris, Adam Thielen over 70 and a half. Yeah, I'm looking at the numbers right now. You know, if, uh, there's no way I could talk to you over this one either. Uh, they're, they're giving it up. I, I talked about I think me and you might have talked about this. I mean, we did. We talked about it on Sunday. And I told you, you know, Gardner Minshew is, is kind of slept on and you get those low totals and. Lo and behold, that, that total flew over. I, you can't yeah. trust this close defense, specifically on the road. And you mentioned the connection that these two have. I'm, I'm not sure what it is, but you would think that the defenses would pick up on it. They just haven't. And Dylan's yeah. actually looking like he he uh, is almost back back in Minnesota, even with, you know, this offense struggling. I know they got their first win the other day. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's a, a box check. But pretty sure they want to taste a little bit more of that success. And I would only be able to play him, uh, you know, over on this number as well, you know, if I like it a lot. Yep, there we go. All right, best bets in the books there for myself and Chris. Oh, uh, Tyree Kill, we have uh, 200% agreement on. Should be a big week for him in Germany going up against his former team, and I'll take Adam Thielen over 70.5 receiving yards as my best bet. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the NFL Week 9 Player Props edition on the podcast here. Chris, anything else you want to mention, my man, before we get out of here? Nah, man, enjoy the games. Uh, definitely set that alarm, uh, you know, if you need to, because uh, – Daylight saving time is coming up. I'm not sure when it is. Totally I think it's subject, this uh, Sunday, isn't it? Is it is it this Sunday? I know it's coming so. up here soon. Um, but definitely, uh, you know, set set those uh, uh, alarm clocks um, so you don't miss this game. And you don't miss Tyreek Hill. Uh, you know, and that's that should be a good game in Germany. It starts at nine 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 thirty uh, Eastern time. So, yeah. uh, you know, bet responsibly. Like I always say, man, enjoy the games. You know, uh, continue to grind it out as as me and Munaf are doing and. 
uh, you know, definitely check me out over on Twitter. Myself and Minoff are doing a, a lot of different work at this time. We got NBA, we got NFL, uh, and it's a daily grind. So uh, check me out over on Twitter, Crispy Captain Two Ps Two Ends. Best of luck to everybody this weekend, and uh, let's let's get some cash, man. Let's get some tickets. Yeah, hopefully we bounce back after what wasn't a great night uh, for us on Thursday Night Football. But I love the bets that we put out here as far as our player props for NFL Week 9. All right, we'll be back next week for Thursday Night Football. Uh, look out for us then. Make sure to follow uh, Chris, like you mentioned, on Twitter at CrispyCabin2Ps2Ns. Two two follow me on X slash Twitter at SportsNerd824. More importantly, make sure you subscribe to the N- uh, NFL Gambling Podcast YouTube channel. If you haven't already, leave us a rating and review if you haven't done so already. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.